Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chick Foley Show. Is there ever such a thing as too much wrestling? We'll find out. Uh, this is Phil Gentile, a.k.a. the Hot Take Kid, a.k.a. the Tom Gugliotta of wrestling figure collecting. I'm here in the Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. Welcome in. Uh, thank you for having us into your uh, radios this evening or whenever you're listening to us. I have the lovely Sheena Phelps in Virginia. What's going on, Sheena? Not a whole lot, man. I had a little scare there for a second. The baby face uh, revived himself. I thought I, I thought I had him down for the count, TKO, and then all of a sudden, right at call time, it was like, mama. I was like, oh, hell. <laughs> I got I to gotta go back up and, uh, you know, put the, put the smack down on him again. Yeah, I had the same exact situation, except uh, my son has been wanting to watch Halloween movies, and he's scared shitless of uh, Hocus Pocus, which is, uh, <laughs> you know, for a four-year-old, probably like watching Hostel. Yeah, true. Billy, Billy's pretty terrifying. I'm not going to lie. Like, you know, I like Billy because I know like, you know, I've watched Hocus Pocus probably no less than like 8 million times. But um, to a little kid who doesn't really understand. Yeah, he's a, he's a pretty scary, pretty scary guy. For sure. Yeah, we have the MVP, uh, the intern, Marco Denton on the line as well. What's, on, what's going on, Marco? Uh, nothing much over here. Um, just uh, keeping an arrow for my uh, for the faction. Hopefully they don't uh do any scares and and wake <laughs> up right now so yeah. i'm just uh, a little paranoid <laughs> you guys got me scared uh but other than that uh doing great it's a nice night over here just getting uh just getting pumped for some uh, another week of wrestling whoo wee man yeah we, we, uh, what, what a what a week it was this past week yes we've had quite a quite a jam-packed week so uh we are now recording on tuesday evenings as we told you guys last week just because it makes things uh much easier as far as scheduling goes we have you know wrestling almost every single night of the week now uh so tuesday is kind of the best way to, to recap it uh but we're we've started to go live uh on our patreon uh facebook page on Thursdays, kind of to recap uh, NXT a little bit and AEW. It was really fun. Uh, me and Sheena jumped on there on Thursday around noon. We'll try to do that every week. I know schedules aren't going to be able to allow us to do that every week, probably, with uh, everything we have going on. But uh, we're going to do it as much as we can, Sheena. It was a lot of fun and gives us time so we don't have to wait a whole week before we recap those two shows, you know? Yeah, definitely. I feel like sometimes it's just there's so much real-time news to, like, you know, cover and things that happened the night before. And it's like, oh my gosh, if we don't record until Tuesday, like a whole week is going to go by. So we definitely want to give our Chick Foley fam, um, you know, our thoughts and, you know, get their, get their opinions and see what their feedback is from, you know, whatever we've seen uh, in the previous days of wrestling. So yeah, it was really cool to, to start going live in there. And, you know, you guys um, have shown some love and it's been pretty freaking funny. Yeah, you guys can sign up for it at patreon.com slash Chick Foley show. It starts at a dollar a month. Uh, all the money that we receive from that goes into uh, fund the show with giveaways and t-shirts and all that kind of stuff. Uh, it goes up from there with bonus episodes and unboxing videos. But a uh, dollar a month gets you into our Facebook group, gets you those uh, those live videos as we recap uh, NXT and AEW, and uh, yeah, just be able to talk figures with us and sell and trade uh, and get some cool stuff from uh, some the Foley family. So it's patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. Hit us up there. Uh, we would love to have you, and um, yeah, let's jump right into it, guys. We uh, we can talk about it because it's happened now. Uh, the first now Wednesday Night Wars is in the book. Uh, we can start with NXT. This is uh, 
Inside the Squared Circle is it's sponsored by Chalkline. You can use code CHICK to get 15% off there on anything that you buy. Just use the coupon code CHICK at checkout. Um, let's start with NXT. I was, I, I was live at AEW, so I didn't get to watch it live as mm-hmm. much. But uh, give me both of your thoughts, uh, You know, kind of watching it head-to-head with AEW and, and how it differed, how it was better, worse, whatever. Well, I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, you know, you know me. I, I'm an NXT mark um, through and through. I, I just, I just love the NXT product. Um, but I'm, you know, I've, I've said on the show multiple times. I'm so open minded. I've done nothing but support AEW. You know, I mean, sometimes I get my honest thoughts on them, just like I do WWE. But um, we, we were watching dual screen um, because you know they do do. Um, uh, an immediate showing afterwards. I can't, I think they do a replay, but I'm like, dude, that's too late for me. Like I can't watch one show and then watch the other. So it was kind of like the, the old Monday night wars where you're kind of like <laughs> not flipping back at channels, but I was like looking at one screen and then looking back down at the other screen. So, um, we had NXT up on the TV and then we had AEW playing on one of our laptops and we were able to watch both shows simultaneously. Um, and to me personally, like NXT just looked more polished, which it shouldn't be a surprise to anyone. You know, I kind of talked about it after the show went off the air and there was all like the, you know, the chatter and people were like overly hyped and, you know, acting like this was like the greatest night of wrestling that they'd ever seen and all this stuff, which is cool. But there was some like overblown opinions. Um, But NXT was more polished and I thought it like just delivered a better show overall. I mean, the match, the card was excellent. The matches were excellent. Um, AEW, it still looked about the same. I didn't feel like it looked, I mean, they had a bigger arena. It felt like than NXT, like NXT felt a little bit smaller and more intimate, but overall I just thought, I mean, NXT looks like a more professional TV ready product. AEW was giving me a little bit of like WCW vibes, which is not a bad thing. It's not an insult, but it's just different. You know what? Uh, what do you think, Marco? Um, yeah, NXT, um, they're still, you know, in at the uh, full sale university, um, so I think at some point they're going to have to start making the, uh, the rounds around the country, um, just to see like how it performs in that sense. Uh, but other than that, definitely way produced. Um, it was the camera, the cameras are a lot better, um, than you, than previous, uh, NXT shows. I'm not sure if anyone noticed that, um, everything looks a lot smoother and more like movie, like, I think they were using like movie quality cameras now or something like that. Um, the uh, the dimming of the crowd is really good. I like that, so you can focus on the on the superstars at hand. Um, that's pretty awesome. Um, the card card was top notch, up and down, um, especially the surprises that they had in the middle. Actually, no, yeah. uh, towards the middle in the end yeah. of it. I would no spoiler alert if anyone hasn't seen <laughs> I, it yet. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't of, think it's yeah. I don't think it's any spoiler <laughs> alerts at this point. Yes, yeah, so we got the return of uh, Finn. And uh, Tommaso Ciampa, they're uh, they're back in the NXT, which is really great. Um, as far as AEW, didn't hate it at all. I thought it was really, I thought it was a good show. Um, they didn't really focus on storylines. We spoke about this a little bit earlier. Uh, they focus more on like the wrestling product because that's their thing. It's it's more sports oriented. There's wins and losses and stuff like that. Um, the commentators really hit home. I did like hearing Tony Schiavone. I'll tell you mm-hmm. that much. That was pretty awesome uh, hearing yeah. him back on the commentary. Uh, he used some uh, profane words. I'm not sure if anyone picked 
Yeah. That up. He, he called uh, MJF a, uh, a prick. Which was, oh, prick. <laughs> yeah, which is pretty. I, I actually giggled because that, that word always makes me laugh anyway. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I thought I thought their, their, their card wasn't as, you know, good as NXT's. Um, but I thought they performed pretty well. Uh, the end of the show, I thought, was a little – they could have did a little bit better with that. I think they messed up a good main event. Uh, I think yeah. it should have clean. Um, that that final expect. shot should have just been um, Moxley putting uh, Kenny Omega through that glass table. You know what I yeah. mean? Like yeah. that that was like your in shot right there. And then they just they kind of like spoiled it by having this like big scrum of like jabronis, like everybody out there, like giving you total like nitro vibes. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, exactly. it, it was just kind of like and then and then their big reveal for the night was former WWE superstar Jack Swagger current AEW superstar Jake Hager um and it just I mean the thing that was like so irritating to me um but it's because like you Marco I did not hate the show I did not um I did not think it was a bad show it's just it's about what they put on so far and they're like I, I talked about this in a live that I did post Wednesday night it's it's, they have a huge learning curve. Like you can't expect them to be up at the same level as NXT because NXT's done hundreds of shows. They've like put on all like they've put a lot of work and effort and like you know money and energy into NXT. It was already a TV ready product. Whenever it it had it had established storylines, it looks good, so it was ready to go like from the jump. You know what I mean? And AEW is still finding its footing. It's still finding its storylines. It's still figuring out like this weekly TV thing. Right? right. So the fact that people are putting it head to head and just being like, oh, you know, one is better than the other. or This is a Wednesday night war. I'm like, but is it really like, I don't, I don't think so. You know? And the fact that they had Jake Hager be their, their biggest <laughs> reveal, um, is, is, um, you know, to me, that's very, very telling. Phil was actually at AEW, so I'm interested to hear like Phil's take on the environment and like you know all of that. Yeah, uh, it was it was great. There wasn't too much that I would complain about. Uh, I like this the setup looked great in the arena. I mean, Marco touched on it really well. You're gonna have to take NXT on the road. You if you're if you're a, a wrestler like you know maybe that we've got some new wrestling fans now with all this boom of uh, TV time. But if you if you've never wa- if you haven't watched TV you know wrestling since the Attitude Era and you turn it on and there's NXT and AEW, which one looks more you know the one's a 400 seat arena, the other one is you know they're playing in like an NHL stadium. Like it's a totally different you know. To, to someone brand new, it just looks like AEW is the is the bigger product. Um, so they're they're going to have to take that show on the road. As much as I love the the small intimate look of NXT, I think you're kind of stunting your growth there. I think I like to see them take it on the road. But uh, to to your point, Sheena, AEW is great. I mean, I I've tweeted about this. They did a really great job of uh, limiting. I didn't know when the commercial breaks happened. There wasn't like a spot where uh, the there was a rest hold for ten minutes or something like that. I don't know where they fit them in. I haven't haven't gone back and watched the show, uh, you know, on DVR or anything. But uh, they they really did a, a nice service to the f- people there, in, you know, live in the arena. That you know, I didn't know. Maybe they stretched it out during intros. I know they did like kind of a screen, a box and screen type of thing, uh, where they show commercials during matches. But they did a great job with that. I mean, the presentation looks great. I like the separate entryways for the heels and the faces. Um, you know, the the matches were were, were pretty good. Uh, there was nothing, yeah, nothing I would change or complain about it. Like 
The only thing we talked about before the show, I, I tweeted this and got a bunch of backlash the next day. There's no storylines in NXT, AEW right now. I mean, all you mm-hmm. had was a couple people coming out, you know, a couple tag teams saying, I'm the best tag team, I'm the better tag team. Okay, well, that's a feud now. And now just at the end, I mean, it's, it just seems like a thrown together stable of random yeah. guys that have no... I mean, maybe they're clearing that up this week and they all kind of are, are against Cody or something, but... Um, I, I don't know what you're going to do with uh, Jack Swagger or whatever his real name is. It doesn't seem like the the guy you want to debut on the uh, the first episode of your TV show. But if you're going to use him properly, you can't have him talk with his awful fucking lisp. You have to just have him as almost like a Brock Lesnar, uh, just kind of the 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 right hand Diesel type of guy, uh, to, for, for like kind of backing up jericho and being like that silent muscle type of thing and that 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 could probably work he, he but pull- is he even big enough for that i feel and like the, on AEW the silent- is, there's nobody well, on that show that is over six two i mean oh that's kind of true that's kind of true but yeah he just doesn't have that like no, that right. like presence you know to be like that yep. big brooding silent brock lesnar type um and i mean and let me just comment really quickly when you're making like your you know televised debut on the debut inaugural inaugural show of you know all elite wrestling and like this is like the biggest deal that they've ever put on and you're gonna wear like your jake from state farm like clothes you know what i mean like (laughs) he was wearing like a collared ringer which whatever i like if you're if you're a high school history teacher like that's cool swag you know what i mean but if you are as a wrestler who's presenting yourself as a badass and you're going to close out the inaugural show on television. Is that what you choose to wear? Like that tells me everything I need to know about you. You're not a star, you know, I'm sorry. You're just, you're just not, um, ring gear matters. People hashtag ring gear matters. 100%. I agree with that. Because it absolutely does. It, it, it totally complements your look, your character. Um, and when you look like you just left, you know, like I said, a high school history class, like you, it just doesn't, it does nothing for me. <laughs> um, but somebody who did do something for me was Tommaso freaking Ciampa coming out at the end of NXT. And it had been speculated. And I think that was like a big, a big issue too. People were like, well, we knew Ciampa was coming back. We didn't know Jake Hager. I'm like, but so like that's your argument is that you knew Ciampa was coming back it's still a big fucking deal you know like it is still a huge deal Tommaso Ciampa is the champion that never lost like 237 days as champion you know we we haven't seen him in the ring since March and he just like shows up and challenges the champion for Goldie like right that right then and there like I was so there for that um, and I'm super, super excited to see, you know, the return of Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, that main event picture looks really nice now on NXT. I don't know who gets another shot now that uh, that, mm-hmm. Finn, that Finn's there or or Ciampa or or what. I'm assuming Ciampa is cleared to for in ring competition if he's going to be on the show. You know, they're not going to just put him out there right. and then him not be 100. percent But it is crazy that you know that was what like February or March like March he's yeah co- March was when he announced that he was not or a Triple H announced that he was not coming back yeah I mean for a serious neck injury what what a turnaround that's an, that's insane I think they're doing one of those uh, doc docs on the uh, on the network the Chronicle docs on him coming mm-hmm. up I think it's maybe next week after Raw or something but uh, that'll be pretty awesome because I'm sure it's a pretty uh, rigorous uh, recovery going back to AEW real quick the crowd the crowd was interesting there was and one of the podcasts I listened to touched on this there was no kids there was no women 
it was literally all white dudes like everyone i was really yeah everyone i was sitting with was by i was by myself because our uh one of our patreon subscribers tj McHugh, bought a ticket and wasn't able to go so he he sent it over to me i was you know very grateful of that but everybody around me was dudes by themselves and um another thing is like the concession stands this other podcast i listened to talked about it they might have a problem because there was no line they sold merch they sold you know the people were buying t-shirts like you know like it was water but there was no line for beer no line for food there was you know i didn't see anybody drinking so i was like oh this is like is no one drinking here like i i got one i mean the beers were 15 bucks so i wasn't gonna have more than a couple but uh you're not gonna get called a call back from capital one uh, arena if you're not selling i mean that's why they get people in there that's why they book shows is to sell as much you know when when the circus comes to town or any of that bullshit it's to sell as much food and and you know swag and all that kind of stuff so uh i don't know if it's just the the you know you see that at the at wrestling events all the wwe events all the time they're they're selling food and, and sodas and beer people are drinking so it was just a weird a weird scene i mean everyone was super cool i mean you know it was clearly uh some AEW fanboys with the neck beards and the black t-shirts but uh you know it was a good crowd it was a good time and uh i'm probably gonna make nxt my my show of choice going forward but uh i'm, I'm definitely watching both or at least like watching the second one you know the next day or something it's gonna be fun to see how this rivalry goes yeah i think wednesday night is definitely gonna be my nxt like primary night and then i'll i'll if i, if I feel like it I'll, I'll have it pulled up dual screen um or i'll just watch i'll just catch aew on thursday since there's really nothing of of note that like you know happens on thursday i'll watch aew on thursday that way it'll space it out we'll just have wrestling every damn night you know what i mean yeah my wife will love that Great. <laughs> i'm sure she'll be stoked well <laughs> the, i mean the heel husband actually he, he actually does love that but he's gone uh right now so yeah i'll be here watching solo drinking <laughs> my drinking my weight in uh non-alcoholic beverages <laughs> and uh sweet sweet uh popcorn flavored uh Whatever your whatever those things are you're eating, it sounds just yo candy don't corn, popcorn. Don't hate on my boom chicka pop, okay? You guys, I got some. Uh, first of all, I have I love boom chicka pop. It's a kettle. It's a kettle corn for all you guys who don't know. It's freaking delicious. A little bit of salty, a little bit of sweet, perfect amount of crunch. Well, now they got one that's drizzled in like candy corn drizzle. And since we talk, talked about how repug um, candy oh. corn was last week, I was like, oh, I gotta get this. <laughs> it's gonna this be good. So um, and man, it was so good. I ate the whole bag. Not even gonna, not even gonna front. Um, get boom so, chicka pop to uh, to sponsor the show. You know, we got to. You yeah, got, yeah, you got yeah, more yeah. followers on Instagram than they do. I think so. Let's <laughs> let's make this happen. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna reach out to boom chicka pop and just yeah, be man. like, that's that's gonna be my uh, my official um, you know pay per view snack of choice is as boom chicka pop. It's the official snack of the Chick Foley show. They have yeah. lots of different flavors, so don't count it out. It's not just candy corn. They have yeah, tons they, they of got regular flavors. kettle corn and like white cheddar. They got normal uh, normal people flavors too. You know, don't worry. Yeah, if you're they out there they listening. also have a pumpkin spice variety, oh. but I have not, I have not made I have not committed to to doing that yet because I'm like eh. That that may be a, that may be a bridge too far even for it's me. It's pretty basic, yeah. I don't know about yeah. that, but uh, okay, yeah. Let's let's reach out to them. But uh, yeah, the uh, the AW NXT stuff, like I said, we'll be doing that on our Patreon page, and we have five new Patreon subscribers uh, this week. We have Jeff Paul Ma- Macchio, Rob Will- Rob Wilson, Ethan Deck, Jason Martin, and Chad Roberts. So welcome, guys. We appreciate your support. Thank you so much. I forgot to mention that in the uh, the intro. So uh, 
Let's move on to uh, the uh, s- the premiere of SmackDown, and you and you and Marco did a little SmackDown recap video. I was at my my work holiday party, and I was the, the nerd that had them throw at uh, throw wrestling on the TV while everyone was drinking and eating their faces off. Uh, and I watched like the last maybe forty five minutes, half hour. Um, what was your thoughts on the on the on the the presence uh, of SmackDown on Fox? I love the I love the stage. I love the look of it. I think it looked you know pretty pretty mainstream. So that's cool. Yeah, I thought I thought it looked really freaking awesome. I mean, the set first of all was like so striking. It was just a total like it looked totally different than it's looked before. It just looked bigger. It looked, I mean, it looked like something you would see like ESPN produced, you know, like it was, it was just very shiny and very, um, sporty. I don't know if that's the, that's the proper, um, you know, verbs to describe it, but at the same time, um, so it looks so freaking good. Yeah. I liked it. Uh, everybody seemed to be pretty high on it until, uh, the very end when, uh, Cain Velasquez came out and, uh, oh, just, can we start with something good? Yeah, let's, let's start with something good. Cause that's, that's what was, started the weekend on, on a steep decline. So let's start with the positives of Friday night SmackDown. Okay. So the rock came out, open, opened the show, um, big, big, huge pop for the rock. No freaking surprise. Um, it's always special when you see the rock. Um, I mean, he's, he's not just a huge WWE star. I mean, he's like the, one of the biggest stars in the world. So, I mean, he demands your attention and your presence. So it was really cool to see him come out. Um, and he came out with Becky Lynch. Um, they were confronting Baron Corbin or did Baron Corbin come out after? I can't remember what the order was, but, um, anyway, all three of them ended up in the ring together and Becky and the rock just like basically demolished, uh, Baron Corbin, which was awesome. You know, that's the rock's typical spiel. He picks course, like, yeah. you know, a, a heel and just like completely annihilates them, uh, verbally, them, yeah. <laughs> yeah, verbally and otherwise. Um, but it was cool to see Becky Lynch just kind of hang in there with him. I thought she did a really good job holding her, holding her star power along someone that is so just electric, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's what he's great for. And I would love to see him, you know, put over one of these young guys at WrestleMania or something if he does want to have one more match. But I think he's uh, he is retired. He got called out by uh, by Randy Orton. Did you kind of did you oh, kind of follow on that. that? Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah, or something? yeah. Randy Orton tweeted him, um, and then The Rock replied, and, and you know, he, The Rock was like, you know, super super chill about it. He was like making light of it. You know, he didn't like insult uh, Randy or anything, but basically just saying like. This is not going to happen, but, you know, like he put Randy over, which I thought was kind of cool. Uh, if you haven't seen those tweets, definitely check them out. I don't know what they said verbatim. Maybe the the, the MVP has better uh, quotes. But, yeah, it was it was funny to see uh, Randy call him out and then him reply. Uh, did uh, we were promised Stone Cold and uh, Hulk Hogan and uh, Sting. Did any of them make an appearance on this show? Mm mm. Nope. Why were we promised that? That was, uh, I think, probably what drove the viewership up to 4 million people, but then uh, they never showed ratings, up. Ratings, pal. Ratings, pal. <laughs> Good shit. Um, you, can, you can promise whatever the hell you want. Um, you don't have to deliver on it. Yeah, I don't know what ended up, like, why they didn't end up coming to the show. I haven't heard anything as to why, like, they promised it and then didn't deliver. Um, but, yeah, they weren't there. But, I mean, I, th- I mean, it was okay. I didn't feel like it needed that much like legend power if you will i thought the rock was a good the rock is i think he's a more fitting presence for fox does that make sense you know 
No, I definitely do. Yeah, I mean, he he seems more in, in place there, and it seems like Raw is quickly becoming the uh, kind of the little brother show now. That uh, it'd be interesting to see how this draft is going to go. Uh, we recorded a, a Patreon special episode where we did kind of a mock draft, myself and Sheena, and let the the people on our Facebook group pick who, who had the better draft. Everyone picked me. That's beside the point. I don't I don't keep track Whatever. of that kind of stuff. I, I yeah, I uh, wins and losses <laughs> wins and losses do matter here on the Chick Foley show. I just feel like uh, you um, our our audience obviously we need more people who can recognize up and coming talent. Yeah. yeah, can recognize greatness from afar. Um, so if you're if you're interested, if you feel like that's you, definitely join us over on Patreon uh, because I need you <laughs> my I need you on my squad, okay? I have two quick things that I don't want to forget about. Did you see the video of MJF on Rosie O'Donnell when he was like six or seven years old? No, I have not seen this. If you, when, as soon as we're done with this, watch that. If you're listening to this show, pause it and, and go find that video. I think it's on Conrad, Conrad Thompson's Twitter. But he was literally on there like, uh, you know, when they had little kids come on there and Rosie O'Donnell would, would talk to them and all that, whatever. But it was like it looks just like him, but it's like a six-year-old version of him. It's it's hilarious, and he's like, if I'm not, if he wants to be an opera singer, singer when he when he grows up, but if he's not an opera singer, he's going to be a wrestler. Oh so, wow, um, yeah. I, I, I love stuff like that so much. Like I just love like even as corny as like the Bailey stuff is, you know, like how they kind of overplayed it, like that she's like this super fan turned WWE superstar, like that kind of stuff just like warms my heart when people yeah, like have cool. these, have these dreams from such a small, like young age. And then like, it actually ends up coming to fruition. Like, you know, when you see the Seth Rollins um, video with him, with the wrestling buddies and like doing his like entrance promos, like the ultimate warrior and stuff like that stuff is just like the best. Like I love WWE for like finding all that footage of people. And then I'm excited to see this MJF thing because it is cool when you see people like, I mean, you know, this has been a lifelong dream because there's legitimate like VHS proof that this has been a lifelong dream. So super cool. The other thing is, I guess, well, now Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc are fighting to see who's going to face again. No, yeah, again. Yeah. But they're going to (laughs) fight to see who's going to face Jericho for a title shot at the Philadelphia show must be like the next uh, Dynamite show. But uh, I, I don't know what what happened in the wins and losses things. Were they showing that during the broadcast on Wednesday last week, like the wins and losses? Because now I think either Dustin Rhodes or, or Tony Khan came out and said, well, it's not about wins and losses. It's about quality of wins. And I'm like, dude, you're just digging. Like, we're, we're a one week into this thing. And it's like, could this yeah. get more fucking confusing? It was a great idea in, in theory, but it just doesn't work for a scripted sport where people it, in their it underwear doesn't are i mean no wwe's tried to do it before it's just it's it doesn't it doesn't work you know it's just too there's too much to be done for wins and losses to matter you can't let that dictate like who gets a championship run and things like that so it's like oh so darby allen hit the the coffin drop so now he gets a a championship run you know what i mean like i i don't know um yeah who who knows? I, I'm just here to be sports entertained. You know what I mean? Exactly. I try yeah. I try not to uh, nitpick, but I will I will call some shit out when I see it, and I will call people out for 
their BS. And everybody's entitled to your opinion, even if it's wrong. Yeah, but you can't, yeah. you know, there's so many things that happen in wrestling from injuries to contract <laughs> disputes to like filling, right. filling time. And like, you know, it's, it's not all going to make sense if you go with a strictly win loss, like record theory type of, especially when you have a roster of like 20 people that could like legitimately contend for the title. You know, it's right. It's, it's there's going to be more losses than wins eventually. Um, but, uh, yeah, the end of SmackDown, we saw Kane Velasquez come out. That's the WTF moment of the, of the week we thought, but, uh, it, it, it gets topped in a couple days, but, uh, yeah, Kane Velasquez, I, I don't really know too much about, but, uh, he does not look very impressive physique wise, uh, as, as opposed to a Brock Lesnar who, uh, I know he beat the shit out of Brock in, in the octagon, but, uh, I don't know why we should really care about this. Is he even signed to the WWE? I don't think he signed to WWE. Um, apparently, um, it's going to be something that goes down at Crown Jewel. Am I am I right in that, Marco? That it's going to you know pop off at, at Crown Jewel. I just, to me, I just do not care. Like I just don't. When it when he came out, I thought it was Dominic, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like Ray and Dominic are here. <laughs> this this makes this makes sense because you know Brock beat up both of them the other night. And then it took me a moment and the heel husband had to tell me who it was. And I was like, Oh, like that was my reaction was okay. Like they, like they literally squashed Kofi to bring this guy into the fold. Like who's not even a wrestler, you know, apparently. Okay. So I I guess I shouldn't say he's not a wrestler because somebody corrected me via Instagram the other day saying that he has been wrestling, um, you know, somewhere in some promotion, for a while and he's really good but how do i know that i don't care you know what i mean like i don't that's the, if, as a casual viewer if i was a casual viewer i'd be like who the fuck is this guy you know yeah they didn't make any mention of him being you know they they just want to harp on the fact that he's an mma superstar they didn't talk about it yeah i think he's been wrestling in some mexican promotion but i, I don't think yeah. it's been for very long i remember seeing what? the highlights of one match uh so i don't know you know i don't know how long it's been but uh, yeah, I mean, if it's booked for Crown Jewel, that's great because I'm not gonna. If, if we get to a thousand Patreon subscribers, I'll watch that show. But other than that, I'm, <laughs> I'm not gonna watch that. I'm not gonna put myself through. It's on fucking Halloween, first off. I'm definitely not gonna Cra- watch it live. Crown Jewel is on Halloween. Yes, it's on the 31st. Marco, check that for me. I might be wrong. It's either the 30th or 31st. I think it's on the 31st. Which oh is wow, Friday. yeah, you're correct. Is yeah. that a, is that like a yeah, weekday too? Is that a weekday? Yeah, it's on. It's on a Thursday at 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. You don't even want people to watch this. Why, why am I? What the hell? Oh my God. Wow. Okay. Did not realize it was on Halloween. I mean, I'll probably watch it just because, you know, I, I'm a shill like that, I guess. Um, but yeah, I don't think I'll be watching it on Halloween for damn sure. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's a buzzkill. But anyway, yeah, getting back to Kane, um, uh, you know, the people who are like hardcore into MMA, like I, I like UFC. I don't. I don't follow it super closely. Like when there's a big fight, you know, when Conor McGregor would fight, like cool. Like I'm gonna buy the fight. Ronda Rousey's fighting. Gonna buy the fight. But it's just like I don't follow MMA close enough to like care about every MMA fighter. And I feel like WWE is really trying to put over MMA talent. And I'm like, why aren't you putting your own talent over? Like you literally squashed your champion that you've had for six months. Just to put this guy over that nobody fucking cares about, like it just it 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 just irritates me to no end, you know. And I don't understand it. I don't yeah. get it. 
Uh, Kofi deserved better. I th- I mean, he had a great run. He had one of the best, you know, builds and natural organic builds to a to a title reign that we've seen in a long time. And I had a six month run, which in you know today's WWE is not uh, is not too common. So uh, I think it was getting time for it, him to move on to something else, but uh, not not for this you know unknown it's, factor. Where- yeah. It was time. I didn't think it was any surprise that I was prepared for Kofi to drop the title. Like, you know, I knew it was coming. Like, I I didn't think there was any way that they were letting Brock leave TV without that title. But he can't, like, he can't freaking kick out of one move. He gets in zero offense. Like, this is your champion. Are you freaking kidding me? Like, I don't know. It just, it just pissed me off for one because I was like, whatever. And then there was still time left in the show. And I was like, well, what's going to happen here? You know, and then they bring out Cain Velasquez, and I was like, "All right, what did you think about it, Marco? You maybe you have a little bit more, um, <laughs> more even opinion on it than I do." Um, so just to run it back a little bit on the Cain Brock uh, fight in the UFC, I forget which number it was, um, what pay per view they had it, but that was the same pay per view where Undertaker is in attendance watching the the fight. And if there's a video of Brock walking back after the fight and Undertaker standing up and asking him if he wanted to come back and do the match, that hmm. would happen to be the 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 infamous yeah, yeah the infamous uh, taking your streak your, uh, breaker streak away yeah so uh, yeah so that's that's a little tidbit there so it was it's a little uh, little WWE storyline intertwined in that real life situation. I mean, if I'm Brock Lesnar, I'm probably I'm getting I got my face punched in. And I just lost my title. I'm probably not going to want to think about <laughs> going back to fight in the WWE right away. But um, as far as a Kofi Brock match goes, so what I've been reading, I don't really agree with it, but I get why they did it. So it's on Fox Sports, right? Yeah. Um, so the way they have the WWE build or the SmackDown brand built on Fox Sports 1 is – Thursday Night Football, uh, Friday Night SmackDown, uh, Thursday NCAA, Sunday Football, right? So it's it's being billed as a sports-themed show. Um, so if you ever watch uh, – if you ever seen like a UFC fight that ends very quickly, that's what they're going for. So uh, for an example, um, bell rings, guy runs at somebody, um, tries to do a takedown. The other guy throws a knee and just knocks the guy out completely, and that's the end of the fight. So if you notice, Kofi actually runs at Brock and tries to do a flying maneuver, and Brock catches him midair and counters it and hits him with the F five. And that's fine in MMA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like that's, that's not that's not fine in wrestling. Like I mean, and I know there are moments like that. I mean, shit, uh, Goldberg squashed Brock. You know what I mean? Like he, yeah. you know. But it was just like. I feel like those moments are more rare unless you're a jobber, right? Kofi's not yeah. a jobber. Like you, you use no. the squash matches to establish dominance. You don't use those squash matches just to like diminish a, a title reign for your former champion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, I yeah, just feel yeah. like, I feel like stop trying to make WWE real sports. It's not real sports. You know, it's sports entertainment. Like, Yep. Not not taking away anything that these guys do athletically, like these guys are some of the most the greatest athletes in the world, but it's not real sports, <laughs> you know. Like, <laughs> like, you know, Fox knew what they were getting into. Like, 
I don't want to see Fox like be like, you know, I mean, they had like, you know, Aaron Andrews and like all these sports uh, personalities like there, which was cool to see like the crossover. But at the same time, I'm like, no, give me my wrestling people. Like, you know what I mean? Give me people who actually care about this and follow this week to week and like care about the storylines and the characters. Like Aaron Andrews doesn't give two shits about wrestling, you know? That's true. Yeah, it, it it was awkward, and it seems like both companies are trying to do that. I don't know if if that's just their way of appealing to a, a wider audience, but it's definitely not rubbing the actual wrestling fans the right way. But uh, we'll we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm excited about SmackDown going forward. I think they're going to put a lot of emphasis on it. Um, mm-hmm. I got an email today about a presale for a show in DC in like November. And it looked, I don't know if they've already like, you know, they just put, threw random people on this email, but I think it was like uh, Roman, it was Charlotte, it was um, Nakamura, Kofi, New Day. So I don't know if they're, those are going to be like kind of the names and faces on SmackDown or Raw or what, but uh, we'll see. They're doing the draft uh, this Friday, right? They're starting it and then they're going to move it over to yeah. the second part of it's going to be on Raw somehow. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, but let's get on to the 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 biggest talk of the week, and that was a pay per view that literally had no talk about it until Sunday when it actually happened. Like I feel like most people probably didn't even know this paper this pay per view existed on Sunday, and then they woke up Monday and they were like, "What's a hell in a cell?" <laughs> you know, like there <laughs> there were headlines like everywhere, like not just wrestling site headlines, like there was headlines everywhere. And it's pretty, it was pretty wild to see the outcry and like the response and the, the backlash to the ending to hell in a cell. But uh, once again, we'll start, we'll start on a high note. What did you think was the highlight of hell in a cell? I think the highlight was hopefully me getting my, my, prediction title back marco who won this thing because when we when we did the predictions there was only four matches four matches we didn't have a ton to pick from do you have the numbers marco Oh. I do have the numbers, but I want to I want to keep everyone in suspense. So let's uh, oh, man. Okay. let's um let's go with the uh, son of a gun. Let's, okay, let's hear, let's hear everyone's uh, review of it, and then we'll. Uh, it wasn't we'll a terrible show. I mean, the en- ending was bad. We'll get to the ending. We'll spend some time on the ending, obviously. But overall, it wasn't it wasn't a bad show. Like I don't, it wasn't. No. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, you're you're never going to remember it for any of the matches that were on this card, obviously. But um, I, I enjoyed watching it. I think I think the Hell in a Cell ha- can't be in its own event uh, anymore. I think it needs no. to be a blow off for big feuds like it used to be. You can do one at WrestleMania, or you can do one just you know to to end like a, a huge blood feud between guys that have been wrestling for you know three or four pay per views. Um, I I liked seeing the Kabuki Warriors win the win the tag the women's tag team belts. That was probably one of my favorite parts. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it was a lot of just pretty good matches the 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 women's hell in the cell match was 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 a banger man i mean i saw marco awesome. tweeting about it yeah it was really good and it sounds like sasha's banged up now and she's gonna miss some time uh i don't know if those are just rumors or what or if she's mad that she lost and was crying or something <laughs> but uh it was it was a great match those two always wrestle well together so that that was fun uh some of the matches they added in just just were you know Gable versus Corbin was awful. Natalia versus Lacey Evans. It's like, you know, just adding. It was just some of these matches were very Raw-esque. You talked about it, Sheena. But uh, yeah. there were some highlights. Yeah, there was definitely some highlights. I mean, the four the four matches that were advertised outside of the, the main event 
um, which we'll get to. I thought they all, I thought they all delivered and I thought they were all really good, especially like you said, the, the Becky Lynch and Sasha Banks match. Like I thought those women like laid it all out there. They were pulling out stuff I had never seen before. I had never seen, um, a kendo stick like crammed in the corner with a chair on top of it. Someone doing a drop kick off the apron. Like it was just like amazing. I thought they, I thought they all did an amazing, like both those women did an amazing job I, to me. That is the superior women's hell in a cell match out of the the two that we've seen. I thought this one was is definitely like definitely took the took the gold from uh, the previous Sasha and Charlotte hell in a cell. But yeah, it was it was awesome. I loved it. Um, Sasha, yeah, I did read that she is banged up. They haven't come out and said exactly what's wrong with her. There was a lot of speculation that it was possibly a concussion, but apparently Sasha came out and like debunked that it was a concussion. But the reason why people were concerned is because WWE is usually pretty open with what's going on, like what the injuries are and that sort of thing. And they haven't really released what's going on with Sasha yet. So to be determined, we'll we'll keep our ears to the ground for that one. But um, hopefully, it's nothing serious. I never like to see anyone get um, get injured. But Roman Reigns was apparently injured in his match too. But I think he just tweaked his knee. I don't think it was anything anything serious. But him and Daniel Bryan fought Eric Rowan and Luke Harper, and this was actually a really good match too. I mean, I thought I thought it was I thought it was well done, especially for a match that I was kind of like what the hell? Why did we get this match in the first place? How did we get here? Um, but you know, I think Rowan and Harper together are just, they're a force. They're meant to be together. They've been together for a very long time. Um, and I kind of like, I don't know. I, I like the, the, the re facing of Daniel Bryan, um, making him a face again for, for Fox. All right, let's get into the main event because we're going to spend a lot of time on this. So 17 minutes and 30 seconds, Seth Rollins and The Fiend go to an, a, a no contest. So no one wins this one. It wasn't even a win for Bray Wyatt. Um, so many things wrong with this match. First off, I, I hate that the that the the cell is red. It's stupid. And um, I, this match was, was with a, a weird red light, which was also stupid. They, they clearly were just trying to make this a horror attraction. Type. You know, this was not even like a wrestling match. This was uh, the match itself was was lame. Um, we saw Bray Wyatt kick out of like 15 curb stomps, which is, you know, when the next time uh, we try to see Seth Rollins win a match with a curb stomp and, and we see uh. Bray Wyatt taking 15 of them in a row and kicking out like, yeah. you know, I mean, I understand you're trying to build him like into an Undertaker type character. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, Sean Waltman said it best. He was on that watch long show. Like, how can a freaking Hell in a Cell match end in a no contest? Like, what was the, what's the point? Like, why even have this type of match? Yeah, I you know there was a lot of discussion because it was really unclear when the when the match ended what had actually happened. Um, looking back, it was a ref stoppage, which is totally fine, right? Like the that's why the ref is there. If 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 there was if the ref had absolutely no authority in a Hell in a Cell match, like what's the point of him even being there, right? Like make the pin. You know, but I mean, but I mean honestly, like he like that's that's it. Like he he has to have some authority to like call the match and i mean and if he, if he deems it fit right it's not a dq it's a ref stoppage i'm okay with that like i that's not what i'm that's not what i'm upset about i'm upset that like you mentioned it was essentially the death of the curb stomp which is one of my absolute favorite finishing moves i freaking love the curb stomp 
And it was just like it I, when he was just delivering like four corner curb stomps, like going to each corner and coming back and like hitting the curb stomp. I was like, why are you doing this? Seth Rollins has an arsenal a mile deep of moves that he could have done. Right. Why 15 curb stomps in a row? Like it just didn't make sense to me. And it just looked corny. And the curb stomps just kept getting less and less like realistic and effective. And I, I hated that spot so much, you know, and then that's when the crowd really started to turn was because Seth Rollins is getting all this offense in on, on the fiend. And it was just, it was just awful. I don't know. I mean, well, he was, uh, he was getting offense and then like we would still see Bray Wyatt kicking out. So I was like, Oh, this is cool. Like, you know, I mean, at least they're like making him look like unbeatable or something. Um, and then he pulls out like a like a toolbox from under the ring and slams it on him. And I what did he hit him? He hit him with a there was a it was a it ladder was a ladder on, ladder on top a chair, of him yeah a chair and then he hit he stacked the chair on top of him and then he got the ladder he hit him with the ladder and then he stacked that on top of him and then he started beating him with the toolbox um and then he went and got the sledgehammer and I guess that was a bridge too far for the ref and he was like you know don't do this don't do this. Seth Rollins did it, um, called the match, and it was just like, I mean, they, they just couldn't have booked a more yeah, buck what finish. Was, you know? what, was the, what was the purpose to make, I mean, who are you looking, making look strong? I mean, people now hate, people have totally turned on Seth Rollins at this point now. I mean, the crowd yeah. was booing him feverishly, and it's not like he, he made the match. And, and I hate all the people that voice their opinions and say they're going to cancel the network over one oh. over one bad match. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, this was this was stupid. We're we're, yes. we're going to spend ten minutes here criticizing it, but the fact that you think your opinion uh, matters, <laughs> like you know that you should like affect it and, and make any kind of change, like when an episode of a TV show sucks, it's not like okay, well that wasn't cool, but there's gonna be a new one, a next another one next week, like yes. okay, you know yes. whatever. It's like it's not the end of the world. There's been a lot of stupid matches. There's been a lot of great matches. And you got to sit through some to get to the others. So um, it's just the world that we live in that everyone thinks that like whatever they think is like the best opinion to have. But that's a different story. But um, yeah, it, it was just and then if they ended at that, that would be fine. But then, you know, Bray Wyatt pops up like two seconds later and gives him the mandible claw uh, and throws him around on the outside. And the fans are just, you know, at this point, you just got to go home. Just just leave. Just battle to the back or fight to the back or yeah, do something. Yeah, the, the AEW chants and the refund chants and the restart the match chants, all of that was, like, ringing out throughout the entire arena. So there was, like, there was no, there was no coming back from that. It didn't matter what happened from that point on. It was, like, it was over. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, Marco. Can you make it? Uh, can you put a positive spin on anything that happened here? I know you're you're more glass half glass half full than I am. Um, <laughs> not really. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I didn't hate the pay per view. I thought it was all it was it was all good until the end. Obviously, um, the I'm not like the type of person that got super mad at the ending. It was I was just no. more like disappointed than anything. I was just like, yeah. It was just so weird. Like, it, it, it was, everyone was all hung up on the, what are the rules of Hell in a Cell? I yes. don't think anyone actually yes. knows the rules of Hell in a Cell. Yes. <laughs> at all, because it was like, technically there are, do we know that a referee can stop the match? I never heard of that rule, but I mean, I don't think anyone knew that a referee could do that. So it wasn't a disqualification. It was a ref stoppage. And um, that's how they build it. Um, a lot of people thought it was a, a DQ by 
Seth Rollins, but I was like, it's Hell in a Cell. There's no way there's a DQ. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't. I, I, I go, I'm going with Phil on the uh, the horror. I think they went for a horror movie vibe. It was red lights. It was the whole match was like set. It was kind of like a horror scene. It was like Seth was the 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 female or male protagonist running away from the the scary killer guy, doing all he can to you know you know pulling out all and, the tricks. Yeah. Yeah, like dumping like everything on him, like a toolbox, a whole house if he could have to keep him down, and then you know miraculously at the end. Um, the killer pops up and you know yeah, attacks. And that's exactly. It, it, I, I know what they're going for. It's just it doesn't execute well in in wrestling. I don't think <laughs> it <laughs> like, doesn't. It doesn't because nobody cares about that kind of stuff anymore. You know what I mean? Like we we are beyond that as a fan base. Like this, like spooky, like supernatural, like you know, like the fiend is cool. But like it's it would be really easy to make him uncool, and I feel like they made him uncool. You know what I mean? Yeah, like they yeah. they they tried to they tried to book him into this like campy um Michael Myers type role like where you said where like literally Seth Rollins is standing over him like an idiot like you know like we all know like oh he's about to pop back up just like you know when in a horror movie when they go to like you know tap the killer to see if he's dead and he's like ah you know like that that's exactly the moment that we got with with this and it just doesn't it just doesn't work you know and I will say like you, Marco, I, I didn't get mad. Like some people were like, like you said, um, cancel. I'm going to cancel the network. This is why AEW is like, going to smash WWE. Like a, a WWE should be worried. And I'm like, okay. Like I was, I was irritated by it because I was like, there was no reason why this match should have even been booked in the first place. But like, now you're making me want to defend it because you guys are just acting so overblown in the, in the other direction. You know what I mean? It's one thing to be like, that was a shitty finish. Like this was a shitty match. You know what I mean? Like it, it didn't, it didn't live up to the hype. It didn't live up to the expectation, but to just like be, be like so offended that you're like, I'm going to cancel my network. Um, WWE is the worst. This is why the product's been shit for 10 years. And like, just saying like all this outlandish stuff, I'm like, okay, now, now you've taken it overboard. You know what I mean? There's one thing to be irritated. And then there's another, just to be like a complete, freaking mark you know yeah that, that was the worst part uh, of the whole night i did tweet out and you'd like this you know i don't know if you saw it i put a poll on twitter right after the match and said what did everyone think about the ending of the fiend rollins match and my four options were great really great oh, awesome, I did see awesome that, yeah. better than awesome and everyone's <laughs> like what where's the option for his stunk <laughs> i was like yeah, yeah. The point dumbass uh, but people thought it was great. Forty-two percent said it was great. So I don't know what you know what people are talking about. You know, so yeah, some some people liked it. Um, I, I was not one of them. I, I feel like there was a lot better ending. People are like, well, how would you have it end? Personally, I would have had it end where Rollins. I mean, the Fiend comes in like you know they 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 could have the same fight, right? Put up like have Rollins or the Fiend start off strong. Rollins come back, and then ultimately the the Fiend gets the better of him, beats him down, right? maybe doesn't pin him and just breaks out of the cage and leaves. You know what I mean? Like, like you wouldn't have to take the belt off of Seth, Seth Rollins and you still make Bray look like a badass. Or even if Bray pins him, have Bray pin him, um, win the match and then just leave the belt like laying there beside Seth Rollins. You know what I mean? Like you could yeah. still like deepen this character and like establish him as like this, just like unbeatable force. Um, who's just a wrecking ball through WWE without, like having him just like not lose by having a ref stoppage, you know? 
Yeah, you, I mean, yeah, that, I I do like that idea of like making you know him just leaving the belt and then the next night on Raw they try to hand it to the the, the Mister Rogers Bray Wyatt and he's like, oh no no I don't no that's not mine that's you know that's Seth Rollins you know I, yes I, you know yes. it's just like playing dumb so yeah anything yeah. besides what they did was probably been a, a better way to book it but uh, and then they just didn't even acknowledge it on Raw I don't really want to talk too much about Raw I have so many wrestling figure news and notes and things that I want to talk about that I just yeah <laughs> I want to just Raw- skip over Raw it's pretty awful. Yeah, Raw was okay. Um, it just it just didn't, you know. We'll 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 put a bow on Hell in a Cell and just call it what it is. Um, it was there was some really great moments and there were some really crappy moments and there was a lot of gray moments in between that nobody's gonna remember, right? So that that's your that's your Hell in a Cell cliff notes. Um, and we we got that we got the draft on Friday. But since we were talking about since we were talking about um, Seth Rollins really quickly, I cannot not go ahead and give away this elite 70 Seth Rollins figure. So I have a little trivia for you guys. Um, and you guys know how this works. If you've been listening the last two weeks, all you have to do is the first person to DM the answer to the chick Foley Instagram at chick Foley is going to win an elite 70 Seth Rollins figure. So here is your trivia this week. It is who is the only other wrestler besides Seth Rollins to lose a match at WrestleMania and win the world championship in the same night. May the odds oh, I know ever this. in your favor. <laughs> I know this. I'm going to message you and see if I have it. I know. I already know what it is because it's, it's, it's a good question, though. It's a very good question. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, like I said, who's the only other wrestler besides Seth to lose a match at WrestleMania and win a world championship in the same night? So, first person to dm chick foley with the answer is going to win that elite 70 seth rollins um and with that being said let's go um let's move ahead we'll we'll touch on raw really quickly tyson fury well, you really I, don't want to find out who wins this this belt huh you're scared i think, I think you're, scared <laughs> a little. you're just moving on <laughs> uh, you know it, it's been a scary we've it's been a scary night we've talked about the fiend we've talked about yeah. hocus pocus yeah. um yeah we've talked about our kids waking up it's been very very scary around here so Mark you know Ross. what I'll, I'll face my fear and let the yeah. let the mvp deliver his uh his news that i'm still the champion oh man oh my god did the fiend come in and kill marco marco you there He's taking a pee. Oh no! The twin magic must have woken up. Yeah, I got, I got a situation. I'll be right back. Oh no problem, no problem. <laughs> oh man, we're gonna keep everybody in suspense. All three, all three of our kids have just been jerks this, this evening. This is great. Oh man, this is awesome. Uh, so we will. So we will. With that being said, with twin magic being over, uh, you fighting over in uh, the gorilla position with Marco, we are gonna move on. <laughs> Touch on Raw real quick. Uh, Tyson Fury. We all saw. Him and Braun get into it. Um, supposedly, they're having a match at uh, at Crown Jewel as well. I don't care about this at all. No offense to, to Tyson Fury, but the same thing we kind of talked about with Cain Velasquez. Like, stop making these like real fighters look better than your faux fighters. You know, like I just I don't I'm not down with it. Every once in a while, like you know, Brock Lesnar, I feel like he's gained enough respect in in WWE that like we can. We can claim Brock Re- Brock Lesnar as a WWE superstar, but all these guys all of a sudden just coming in like I'm like no, not not here for it, not here for it. I was, gonna, I was just gonna say, uh, Tyson Fury, one of my favorite wrestlers of the last you know couple years, man. He's had some great matches. I'm I'm happy to see him in this position, you know, on top. It's great. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah, it's it's awesome. Um, we did see Lana like a very, very, very attitude era clip of uh, Lana and Bobby Lashley in a hotel room surrounded by flowers and rose petals and like nakedness. Again, Rusev just standing there with his thumb up his butt, like you know, dude, my wife is in bed with another man. Like <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit here. Um, so yeah, that was that was fun. Um, does does Vince McMahon pe- think people only have sex when there's f- like you, you have like a bunch of flowers around the beds? <laughs> <laughs> Who does this? It's any watch any kind of any of the twenty four seven scenes with Drake Maverick. <laughs> There's always flowers all over the bed. That's not like something people do. No. I mean, I'm sure some people do it. Well, for like your anniversary or like when you get married, but not like for just like randomly hooking up with Bobby Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe they're still in like the honeymoon phase. I don't yeah. know. I can't I can't remember a time like, you know, making love on top of a bed of rose petals. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's ever happened, but yeah, you know, like Vince McMahon saw one movie once and then just shaped all his like images of sex from that, I guess. Exactly. He's watched a lot of days of our lives, like with the crystal vases and the background and the candles lit. Um, yeah. So th- yeah, that's a, that's a funny observation because I never even paid attention to that other than it just looking super corny, but you're yeah. right. Like, all WWE scenes are like like that, you know. They always yeah. are like hotel room, lit, uh, flowers everywhere. Hey, I mean, it's nice. I mean, I guess there, there's worse, there's worse positions to be in whenever you're in those kind of situations. So, oh. um, the Kabuki Warriors uh, they defeated Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair, who were paired up together. Oscar um, has this new great Muda, like poison, um, like mist that she's been using that's actually pretty cool. I hope they don't do it every week because it's it's kind of it's like really cool and I kind of like it. But I feel like it could be one of those things like if she pulls it out every week, I'm gonna be like, all right, Oscar, like enough with the green mist. Like, you know. Does she keep that in her mouth like the entire match? Like from when she walks out of the back? Certain like serious, is, or does she have like a no, little vial? This is something that I've been thinking about ever since she did it. Because I was like, wait a minute. Like, there's got to be a vial, right? Like, there's got to be something. I don't know how she does it. Like, I'm sure there's somebody out there that who is a wrestler who knows how this technique is done. But I was thinking to myself, like, does she have that shit in her mouth the whole time? Because she couldn't <laughs> have. She couldn't have because she... Um, she came out and cut a promo, you know? So, like, did she, like, put it in her mouth, like, on the way to the ring? I don't know. Um... But anyway, they had a good they had a good match. I thought it was a good showing. Um, she spit in Becky Lynch's face to to get the win. Um, and then, other than that, they kind of glossed over uh, the Fiend and Rollins. No surprise there. Like they weren't gonna they weren't gonna make that a big a big conversation piece. Um, they just kind of like showed a recap in the video. And they actually, not gonna lie, the the video recap was made the match look way more entertaining and way more like not as controversial as it actually was. So they did do a good job there, just kind of like glossing over it. And then uh, again, Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman got into it at the end of the show and you know, blah, 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 blah. We'll see what happens. (laughs) We'll see what happens after that. Yeah. Natalia versus, um, uh, Lacey Lacey Evan for the second time in 24 hours. So, I mean, yeah, the fans what they want. Yeah, last woman standing match. Um, yeah. If you follow at Raslin, yeah, at Raslin posts, um, he had the like the best seat in the house, like you know, right there at the end of the end of the ramp, corner by the steps. Um, 
he was there for both uh, Hell in a Cell and uh, Raw the next night. And then so Lacey did that moonsault off of the the barricade right there. And he was literally like she was like literally right in his face. And he got some really epic footage um, on his Instagram. So it's at Rasslin Post W-R-A-S-S-L-I-N P O S T S. Uh, he goes to he goes to a lot of shows, and it was yeah, it was pretty epic to like see his like firsthand footage of like Lacey telling him like you move, you know, and then like doing the moon the moon salt onto Natalia. So to me, that was probably the most entertaining thing that happened on Raw. For sure. Who, um, okay, last thing on inside the squared circle before we before we move on. Who do you think is going to be number one pick in the draft, or who should be? Number one pick in the draft. Oh my god, it's tough. Um, I'm gonna say Brock just goes. Well, I mean, are they gonna do? I don't know if they're gonna do champions or what. I'm gonna say they're gonna go with Brock, and then like you know, all hell's gonna break loose or something. But uh, probably Brock or, or Roman. Yeah. Well, are they doing? So are they doing it like they did the last draft? They're doing it like they did the last draft. I'm assuming, right? Like they're gonna. But it was like they, they're they raw. Won't, they won't know until ten minutes before. Sheena. But. <laughs> That's right. Vince McMahon's going to tear up the script um, and then just go wing it. Um, but are they going to, they're going to draft for Raw and SmackDown on the show, right? It's not just going to be just the SmackDown draft taking place on SmackDown and then just I hope the, not. the That wouldn't make any sense. The Raw sense. draft. It wouldn't make any sense, but we haven't seen, we haven't seen the draft go down on two different networks either. You know? Yeah, I mean, once once SmackDown was all they're picking, like, wouldn't wouldn't Raw just like, why would they even have a draft? Just oh, okay, we got everybody that's left, I guess. Yeah, I, th- <laughs> I think they're gonna just. I would hope they go back and forth. It, it's not setting up nicely. But uh, yeah. I got I'm a Patreon, uh, not to brag, but a Patreon subscriber of the uh, the Major Brothers, and they're trying to figure out their toy drive. But they uh, they're like, yeah, we don't know what show we're gonna end up on, so we don't know when what days we're gonna be available. So it sounds you know it sounds like you know non kayfabe that. Uh, you know the guys, the the uh, the superstars don't know where they're going to be. You know what show they're going to be on. So interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to go with. Um, I, I say maybe Roman or Becky. I mean Seth. Seth should be there, but after this week, I doubt that he'll be the top pick in the draft. But Becky could potentially be a top pick, um, or uh, I think Roman would be a good top pick just because he's just such a such a baby face at the moment, you know? Oh, for sure. Um, Marco is back. Marco, thank you. I hope everything's okay over there in gorilla position. <laughs> yeah, we're good over here. <laughs> poor, poor Marco. All right, Marco. So who, who won the hell in a cell title? So it was only, you guys only did three matches. The three only matches. Three. And yeah, so it was the Charlotte, uh, Charlotte and um, Bailey, uh, Sasha and Becky, and then the tag match was only announced at the time. Um, so you just did those three, and um, you didn't do Seth and the Fiend. The, oh yeah, Seth and the Fiend. Yeah, so Seth and the Fiend, Charlotte, Becky. Yeah, so okay. So the, yeah, the, so the tag that, match yeah, had right. not been announced yet. That's right. Uh, you did actually announce like the you guys are talking about the Bludgeon Brothers and. And saying that there was going to be a match there or something like that, mm-hmm. but, um, but yeah, but okay. So, all right. Um, do you want to know who won? Of course. That's why we're here. So you both picked a wonky finish for the Fiend match, which everyone knew was going to happen. Um, so you're both even on that one. Um, what was the other match? The uh, Becky and Becky and uh, Sasha. Sasha. 
Um, so someone got one right and someone got the other one right. Uh, Get wrong. to it, Marco. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Chick Foley, you are the winner. You picked <gasps> Becky. You <gasps> picked Sasha. Two time, two time defending. Boom. Man, this is not going to win day. the Chick Foley title back to back. I think it's, it's <laughs> tough with only the four matches. I don't make excuses, but, you know, I wasn't feeling good that day when we were doing the picks. And, you know, it's just, you know, I'm not going to make excuses, though. It's okay. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. A, that's, that's, what, that's what losers say. Exactly. Let's get into our Go Figure segment. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. All right, folks, this is Go Figure, a weekly segment here on the show where Sheena, myself, and Marco let you guys know which uh, wrestling uh, memorabilia we have picked up, whether it's uh, wrestling figures or wrestling uh, swag or shirts or furniture or, uh, you know, old gold dust outfits or whatever, coffee mugs. Uh, We have a lot to talk about today. We've gotten some... Uh, cool stuff from from our Patreon subscribers. Uh, we've gotten a, a couple packages of toys for the toy drive, which uh, we can I guess al- uh, announce the details to. People were asking me, Sheena. I guess uh, our buddy Charlie Messing was asking us the the last day to get them to us. Um, December twelfth or thirteenth is probably the best, uh, the latest you want to be able to get this out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that still gives you time after uh, Black Friday deals and all that. But it's Chick Foley Sh- Chick Foley Toy Drive, PO Box three two zero three, Catonsville, Maryland. That's C A T O N S V I L L E, Maryland two one two two eight. And uh, a couple people have sent us some packages here, and uh, they sent us. An, it, I think we just need to break it down and tell people the cheapest and easiest way to to ship things to us because. Um, our, our buddy Skyler here sent me three priority packages, uh, like the thin, like uh, like the thin rectangular boxes, um, and it, yeah. he, he paid postage on all three of these. So, oh man, uh, I, I would get a big box if you can, and send it the cheapest way possible, or uh, you can plug that address into you know Amazon or Ringside and save the ship. You know, Amazon obviously you can get some figures for free uh, if you have Prime. Um, but, uh, and if you can't send to a PO box, just message me. I'll give you my, my home address to, to send it here. But I'm trying to get everyone to be able to do this the, the, the cheapest way possible, Sheena, because I know yeah. that people are doing this out of the, you know, out of their pocket. And this is for, you know, for us here to, for the, for the kids here in Baltimore, for the toys for tots. So I want to make it as easy as I can for people to donate. For sure. For sure. And, you know, we've had a lot of people ask, um, if we have, you know, if we accept cash donations and of course we, we have PayPal that you can definitely send donations to as well. Um, and we, if you want that information, we can definitely hook you up with that information and then Phil will go and buy, um, you know, toys and everything with, with everything that we receive from PayPal. So hundred percent of everything that you guys give is going to, going to the toy drive. Um, you know, thank you all so much for contributing, um, and to, and to give back to you guys who are giving it out of the kindness of your heart. We're putting together a nice little giveaway package and we're going to draw someone at the end of the season to start off their to start off their new year with a um a nice little chick foley giveaway package for for taking the time and spending the money to donate to our our toys for tots drive because you know we love we love making kids 
Christmas is a little more joyful around here and you guys who have contributed, you're definitely doing that. Yeah, it's been pretty cool, and we're, I'm sure as the holidays get closer, as some deals pop up on different websites, people are going to send in some more stuff. I know uh, with the, the biggest news of the week was uh, I was walking my son. He was he was riding his little scooter around the neighborhood, giving my wife a break, and uh, I get a, a message from our good buddy. I got two messages, actually, on Instagram uh, from a couple people. Double Click Figs, who's a good friend of mine here locally in Baltimore, and then an OG supporter of the show, Cusetown under, underscore collector. Uh, mm-hmm. Both of them sent me a message uh, on Instagram like, dude, hop on Sears' website. There's a bunch of figures for sale. So I'm like, okay, Sears, come on, man. It's probably a bunch of junk that nobody wants. They had some fire deals that uh, people jumped on immediately. Insane. Insane. Like, I mean, I can, I can walk through my order here cause I have it pulled up cause I'm hoping these don't get canceled. It doesn't sound like they're going to hopefully. Um, but, uh, yeah. Have you ever seen anything like this, Sheena? I mean, it, I don't know if it was a glitch or a mistake or something, but, uh, I mean, pretty, pretty new elites to the streets getting discounted like, you know, 50%. Yeah. There was like entire elite 70 series, going for like half price. Um, I mean, elites that had just come out going for like five ninety nine, six ninety nine. We had, you know, Milkomania sets and like accessory sets and I mean it was just insane. Like you could get basics for two ninety nine. Um it was it was like I've I don't I've never seen anything like that before. And then you got um free shipping on any order over thirty five bucks. So you spend thirty five bucks in action figures which is not hard to do when you're buying them that cheap you know what i mean um it's uh it was it was awesome we bought several elites for the for the toy drive and had them sent yeah directly to phil um yeah so so yeah we got lots of stuff yeah we got lots of stuff coming your way phil um and uh it was it was cool. Like by the time like so we we bought a bunch of stuff and I went on Instagram stories and like told all the marks about it. And then when I checked back like a few minutes later, like tons of the stuff was sold out. The heel has been called Sears because he was afraid of the same thing, like that it was going to get canceled or whatever. But um, they had his order confirmation and everything, and they said everything looked good. You know, so I mean, we I don't I don't know if he's received shipping confirmation or anything like that so far. But um, I mean, it seemed like everything was legit. So I don't know if they glitched and just like you know, uh, stopped like, or they discounted all figures that weren't supposed to be discounted, or maybe they're just stopping carrying WWE. I have no idea what the, what the deal was, but I was happy to take advantage. Yeah. As long as I get the stuff, I don't care what the problem was or what the solution is. But, uh, just to right. give you an example, I got the Brie Bella elite 68 and the Nikki Bella, uh, from, uh, the, the latest one thinks that's 71, uh, uh-huh. A package deal of twenty one ninety nine for the both of those. That's basically you know you can get one of those for twenty bucks in you know Target or Walmart. I got the uh, the, the Bludgeon Brothers, which I've been saying on the show I was going to buy for like six months now. For the two of them, total for twelve ninety nine. Wow. Uh, I got Lexa Bliss Survivor Series eighteen for seven forty nine. I got the King of the Ring Bret Hart for thirteen ninety nine, and maybe maybe my best p- purchase a ten pa- five ten packs of display stands for my new generation collection they were a dollar 99 each for 10 uh of, wow. of the stands um so all of that came to like less than 70 bucks when is your saying it's gonna arrive because i did it in store i guess there's still a sears near me about like 30 minutes away that i'm near for work a little bit so that's gonna it says on monday when is when is your do you remember when yours is like arriving i'm assuming <laughs> shipping is probably a little bit quicker 
No, I haven't. Um, I haven't. Uh, I need to ask the heel husband. Um, obviously, he's been he's been gone today. But um, I'll ask him. I'll email him and see if he got um, an order confirm or a shipping confirmation. Because, like I said, they had all the information when he called um, when he called the Sears hotline or whatever the customer service. But he uh, they hadn't shipped it yet, so I don't know if he's gotten anything via his email because he he placed the order, so everything came to his email. So oh, okay. Yeah, I have no idea when it's supposed to get here, but I mean, apparently it's legit. Yeah, uh, somebody named John Pomaikala Pomaikala from the uh, the Major Brothers Facebook group posted yesterday's. Yeah, so my buddy who works in Sears corporate is having a meeting about what the hell happened with sales yesterday and why there was a giant spike. He said no one gets why all of these figures sold. He's a huge wrestling fan, so he's going to have to explain how crazy wrestling fans are about figures. And in the comments, he went on to say that they like they increased their sales by like you know three hundred percent or something in wow. like, like two hours. And uh, somebody had asked like you know are all the orders going through? And he's like, yeah, as far you know, nothing led led me to believe from anything that he's told me that the the orders are not going to get you know put through. So, uh, which you know would be pretty shitty if you know you have a ton of of wrestling fans and collectors that have bought this. You know, not our fault that the prices are are really good. We just took advantage of you know. You know, we're not scamming anybody. We're just, you know, when you see a good right. good deal, you take advantage of it. So I'm sure a lot of a lot of people we talked to on Instagram, I know Mike Lanham was buying some stuff too for the uh, for the charity, uh, the toy drive. So uh, overall, we're going to help a lot of people out and help our collection. So I'm hoping a lot of people jumped on that. We tried to post it on social media as quick as we could uh, to mm-hmm. to get the word out there for people. Uh, so yeah, that was a pretty nice little haul. Do you have anything else that you uh, you bought this week, Sheena? Yeah, so this week I, we had quite a, we had quite a few um, new new figs in the Phelps house. We got um, that elite uh, two pack ringside sent over that elite AJ and Finn two pack. Super awesome. We actually did like a, a figure mashup with the with the Finn. We took the top talent body um, and put the elite head or the. Uh, the two pack head on it and then put the two sweet hands on it with the two pack shirt um, and kind of just made like a mashup because I really love the head scan. I like the body of the, um, of the top talent figure, but the head scan on the elite two pack was like so freaking awesome. So smiling. Looks good. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it looks, it, it looks like a, like you took a photo of Finn. It's just awesome. So we did a mashup with that. Um, we got that and then we got the dead man's revenge. I actually, excuse me. That's the undertaker as Kane. I unboxed it on Instagram live and I posted it on IGTV. So you can go to my feed um, and check it out. It's on there. You just click it and then you can go keep watching it. It'll take you to the full unboxing over on IGTV. Um, that figure is dope. Like it is just so sick. Like the, the cane, it's, it's basically a two in one figure. Like I, I kind of alluded or talked about it on the unboxing. It's just like that packaging is so mage. Like that should be the elite or the ultimate edition packaging. Like, I feel like it's just much more individualized and unique and like cool looking. Um, so yeah, definitely check that figure out if you have it. And then we got Sonia Deville with a skirt. (laughs) So I was happy that we were able to pick up Sonia Deville with a skirt and, um, what the hell? Oh, we got a custom Hideo Itami figure. The heel husband, Got that hooked up, oh, and cool. yeah, because you know Hideo got canceled, and we're never going to get a Hideo. We got Liv and Elite Seventy Dolph, so with the pink pants. So that was all of our figure pickups for for this week. I'm thinking about getting that Dolph. That Dolph is pretty legit looking. Yeah, the one with the pink pants is awesome too. Like, I, you know, we had the other one, um, but I was like, man, we really need that that one in the pink pants because it looks badass. Very nice. It's a pretty epic haul. I uh, 
I uh, besides the Sears order, I I picked up uh, from our good buddy Eric at Doing the Favor podcast uh, the Bailey NXT Elite because I'm still trying to build my 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 women's mint on card collection. So uh, I purchased that from him. He sent it lickety split, and uh, I don't know why I just said lickety split. I haven't said that in, <laughs> since like 1957. Uh, he sent it lickety split, but also he put, he put it, I put it on Twitter. He sent me a, a bunch of cool swag. He made like a like a grab bag in there. He put like a bunch of little little wrestling figures and little football f- uh, figures that my son just loves. Uh, he sent me like ten different uh, DVDs of different wrestler shoot interviews. Oh uh, wow! A uh, like a wrestling, it's like a belt buckle that looks like the world title belt that uh, I could probably get Nash to wear. I would probably look like a crazy person if I wore it. But uh, <laughs> he put that in there. Uh, he put a uh, signed Kevin Nash TNA DVD uh, and a uh, Marquise Brown rookie card, which uh, he plays for the Ravens. If you don't know. Um, but yeah, a ton, a ton of stuff. So uh, shout out to him. I, I I gave him mad props on Twitter uh, because that was pretty cool. And uh, you know, it, I'm I'm gonna start doing that randomly when we send out some of these figures. I, I've been I sent out like six or seven packages today of just uh, some of those network spotlight figures that I found and, and some of the ones that I've sold from around the house that I've just wanted to get rid of. But uh, I'm gonna start doing that randomly for some people that you know just throwing in some cool stuff uh, uh, that I have. I have so much different wrestling related swag sitting around so uh props to eric from doing the favor check them out really good podcast uh i completed my retro series uh mint on card i I bought the series nine the the all four of them from megalopolis they had a sale on them for like 33 dollars and i picked those up and uh those are the last four i needed and i'm so close on my loose collection i picked up the macho man retro series nine loose from uh good brother kevin harrison locally here he put it on a uh on an order from ringside and it, and it was like discounted a dollar or two because it was a uh, i was going to take it out of the package anyway but you know how they have the the discounted uh packaging because the you know the packaging me- messed up or whatever but yeah it was barely like the corner was like bent a little bit which you know I, if i was like a mint on card collector i would have maybe been able to salvage it but I was opening it anyway, but you know uh, the fact that they consider that uh, damaged is uh, you know shows you ringside is on top of their game. Uh, so I am now one wrestler away from having both uh, mint on card and loose for the retro series, and I've I've purchased the last one. The Samoa Joe series nine is not here yet, but when it does, I got it from our buddy uh, Tyler Cintron uh, off our Patreon page. He uh, was selling that, so I have another couple collections check marked and uh I, I was bummed about the retros ending sheena but it's nice to like have a, a collection that okay it's this many figures you know how many it is you can kind of there's you, a finite yeah, number you yeah. know how to display it I, I was wanted to get you and marco's take because i have a detolf right now of all my hasbros obviously that's pretty you know there's a ton of them so it's pretty full uh but if i put up my mattel retros it's probably going to fill like one or two shelves and i obviously would do them on the top two I don't know what I would want to put on the bottom to. It's like stuff down there is like hardly hardly visible. So I don't want to mm-hmm. put like stuff that I have like, you know, really you know, important to me. I don't know if I just use it for storage. What do you, what, what's your thoughts? Should I, should I spread them out and make only 10 per per level? I think that would look kind of stupid because I think there's 40 total um, retros. How many how many are you putting on each shelf? You know what I mean? Like are you trying to make it like I mean, what what's your display look like right now with the two shelves? How many you got on there? I have like a, a three-tiered riser and then I have a row of guys just standing on the actual shelf and there's like six so six by four, so like 24 on each 
each level of the uh, of the Detolf shelf. Well, you could put your retro ring down there. Um, yeah, that would be that that would be a cool little display piece. Um, and then on that that bottom shelf, yeah, shoot, that's I good, don't know. I would I would have to look at it to see, um, but yeah, you definitely want to have. It's got to be loose figures. You can't be putting um, no, box no, boxed no. up figures in, in the detolf. No, go, go um, let them breathe a little bit yeah, before they get into their their glass prison. <laughs> their glass prison. Yeah. They got they got it upgraded to to minimum security prison. Uh, so yeah, um, I'm excited to have that collection all finished up. Uh, I picked up for some reason I was on a spree. I picked up a TNA PlayStation video game that just happened to have. Kurt Angle uh, on the cover. I'm going to add to my Kurt Angle collection. And I'm highly debating driving to Atlantic City on Saturday. I got the blessing from the wife already uh, because Kurt Angle is going to be at something called HorrorCon in New Jersey, which I have really no interest in going to. But uh, he's signing autographs on Saturday. It's like a three hour drive each way, which I don't really mind. Uh, I don't really want to be away from the family for the, you know, the combined 10 hours or whatever it's going to take me to get this done. But uh, I, I've never been a big autograph guy. I know you, you dabble a little bit. I know some of the other podcasts do do more than we do. I, I've Even when I was like a big you know baseball fan as a kid, I never really got into to autographs. So this is new for me. Um, I asked some people on Twitter what you know brand of paint pens would be good, so I'm thinking about doing that. But you know, if I have these all displayed up, I think it would be cool to have a couple, two or three different elites like signed by by Kurt Angle as as kind of the centerpiece of the collection. True, it would be cool, but I also feel like you need to, if you have to upgrade to get the selfie or a picture, like you need to get the picture too, because that's me. Like I, you know, we have a couple autographs, yeah. like from like Bret Hart. You know, we have um, a Bobby the Brain Heenan autograph, um, but I mean, very very select few. The heel husband and I are more about the the picture. You know, like we like the yeah. picture memory excuse me, versus the autograph memory. So obviously we're loose collectors. So, you know, we don't, we don't get a ton of autographs, but um, it would be cool to have those in your collection, you know, with the, um, the Kurt angle. And then you need to have a picture of yourself, obviously with Kurt angle as a, as a centerpiece to that as well. And that is everything I have. Marco, do you have any purchases or are the, uh, are the tw- Bella twins uh, still asleep? Yeah, they're, they're sleeping now. We <laughs> good over here. There uh, was a, uh, I knew you guys would jinx me earlier with their, <laughs> yep. with their almost close all our, calls, but uh, all our kids had a big meeting, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they're like they're telekinetically linked. They're like, Let's do it. Yeah, now's the time. Um, <laughs> Invasion. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, got the uh, the cane slash Undertaker fig in the mail. That was pretty sweet. Um, I'm not sure if I want to open that because much like. Phil Kane will be in my area uh, in November, um, doing a signing and pitcher um, combo. Uh, um, and there's a choke slam package. I'm not sure what that means. I'm assuming he choke slams you in the pitcher, which would be pretty damn awesome. That's um, awesome. So I'm thinking I'm, uh, I might have that signed, even though it isn't him, but it technically is him. I, I mean, we'll it see. does it does come with a Kane head scan. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. technically, it is a two in one figure, and it's the first Kane figure that we've had with both long sleeves, like the double sleeved bodysuit Kane. You yeah, know, exactly. which is like such a freaking awesome look. You know, I love that Kane look with both with like the double sleeves, um, and it does have the Kane head scan. So, like I said, essentially that that's a two in one figure. You can have Undertaker as Kane, or you can pop the head off and freaking just have. Kane, you know. 
Yeah, I mean they are brothers, so it's it's the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would be a cool figure to get to get autographed for sure. And the cool thing about that figure, I don't know if you saw me unbox. I know I know Marco saw me. I don't know if Phil got to watch it or not, but um, we uh, you can easily take it out and put it back in. And even if you take the figure out, like the box alone as a display piece is really cool because it has those flames back there. So it's like a mask on the front, and then you see the flames through the little peephole through the little windows. Um, and it's still a really cool display piece, even if the figure is not inside. Yeah. So um, so I'm 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 a little uh, undecided on that, but the uh, um. Still no luck on the live and the the um um why can I think of her name Sonya. right now Sonya Sonya Deville yeah. yes um, yeah. no luck on those two I'm we didn't we didn't find them in that. store yeah we didn't find them in store we we um, found them like through through other uh, avenues but uh, yeah so we, we still haven't seen them in store here in uh in Hawaii or in Hawaii oh my God yeah. oh, R.I.P. Hawaii uh, here in Virginia yeah oh jeez right? that was a slip. That was a throwback, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so uh, my story, I didn't end up picking up some uh, spotlight uh, figs, so the network spotlight. Um, off of, uh, I checked Brick Seek one day, I was at work, seeing a rise at one of my targets, so I obviously went there and go to the toy aisle, and you can probably guess there was nothing on the floor at all. So I'm like, what the heck? Um, so I go, um, look, I'm walking around, I'm trying to find people. Um, so I end up seeing this dude that works at that used to work at a Target that I used to go to a lot. So he kind of remembered me. Um, so I was like, "Oh, this guy looks familiar. I'll just bring my, you know, I'll bring my number up there and see if he if he can punch it in and see if they have it." So I go up to him and he's like, "I'm like, oh, he's like, he's like, hey, how's it going, man?" I'm like, "I'm like, yeah, it's going good." He's like, "He's like, I remember you. You worked at the other uh, Target." I'm like. Yeah, I did work at the other Target. That's right. Um, can you check a? Uh, <laughs> can you check to see the something in stock here? It says it is, but it really isn't. And um, so he's like, "Yeah, I'll check it out." So he's looking, and he can't find it. So he calls a manager over, and she's like, "She puts she puts the number, and she's like, yeah, it looks like we just got the truck in.' So I'm not sure if, if we have it out yet, but I can definitely check another store for you." And I was like, "Yeah, it's fine. Yeah, do that. That's it's great." So they end up <laughs> calling another store for me, right? The guy answers. And long story short, he's like, he's like, yeah, we have the box back there. I'll uh, what? Tell him to come here, and I'll uh, I'll bring the box out for him. And oh, I was like, nice. oh, this is the greatest thing ever because they think I'm a Target employee, which is probably against the law. But I got that's, my my fix out of the deal. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was that was pretty awesome. Yeah, impersonated a Target employee to get figures. So well, the. Uh, uh, the- after we slandered, um, you know, all the, the target employees last week. I uh, did. Yeah. Straight up. Uh, and I did straight... as well. They're in my but, good grace again. They're great yeah. people. They're hardworking individuals. <laughs> they, they probably are. Listen, uh, I would not want to be a target employee this time of year for sure. Um, you know, when the hall with the holidays right around the corner. So, um, I wish my best to all the target employees, regardless of how shitty you are at, at managing your, ac- <laughs> your action figure and toy sections. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, that's, uh, needed to be said, I think, you know, um, <laughs> Uh, let's, let me announce the winner. So we did a Twitter contest with uh, TJ McHugh, who we've mentioned several times on this show. He he donated uh, his. T- Are you sure that's how you say his last name? He I don't corrected think that's me. How you no, he no, he corrected me. Yeah, I didn't think so. It was like McKee. I thought it was McKeo, but yeah, it's, that's it's, what I that's yeah, what I call him. Exactly. I think it's McHugh. I think he corrected me. Yeah. 
Um, so he, TJ, he, TJ, can we get can we get the phonetic spelling of your name? Yes, uh, I need please. you to post that in, in the in the Chick Foley Show Facebook group. I need the phonetic um, spelling so that we don't botch your name uh, anymore. Because I've been calling you. Mc, Mc, Wait, I don't even know yeah. what I call you. Yeah, what do McKeel. you call him? Yeah. McKeel. I definitely don't call him McHugh. Like, yeah. McHugh. Oh, but you! Like, That's like the Ricochet yeah. song. McHugh! Oh, pew, pew. Yeah. All right, anyway, uh, he donated the AEW ticket to me. He's also donating a Minton card or Minton box. Slim Jim Macho Man. We tweeted it out. We got like 300 retweets to the, uh, the tweet. He got a bunch of new followers. And uh, we're going to make somebody happy. At Mike Onofrio. Mike Onofrio. O N O F R I O. He's a Patriots fan, so I was debating not giving him this, but, uh, you know, he uh, seems to be a, a fo- he's a follower of Chick Foley Show, and uh, he tweets us every so often. So, Mike, if you're listening, uh, you win. Just send me your address, and uh, we will get TJ to send it out to you. Uh, so, congrats there. We'll be doing some more giveaways. Sheena's doing give- giveaways on the show. So, we try to uh, at least have one or two every every week or so. So, uh, check back. Check our social media platforms there. Uh, TJ McHugh also sent a giant box of toys for the toy drive. So, uh, let's open those up right now. I told anybody who anybody who donates, we're going to open up a bun- uh, whatever you have live here on the show, which is going to be my favorite part of this whole thing. Uh, so, he, it, this came in two separate boxes. Uh, he got a uh, a Big E Elite 61 for the awesome. kids, Toys for Tot Kids, and a uh, Kevin Owens Elite 61. Looks like somebody did some shopping at uh, at good old GameStop. Let me open up the box here. Hold on. This is great radio. I haven't seen anything. I didn't look at any of these boxes. I wanted to be surprised. Hey, there's a Harley race in here or something. Okay. Uh, we got an Elias, a Woken Matt Hardy basic WrestleMania. Those are from, um, I believe, Five Below, which is a good spot if you're looking for toys for the toy drive. $5 basics. Oh, the Undertaker 93 basic, which is a, ni- a nice figure. Kind of that early ministry look. Jeff Hardy basic 92. All right. With the green sleeves. My son loves that toy. Oh, a Kalisto uh, basic 89. Kalisto with like the scary black and... Black and uh, red mask there. Okay. Oh, man. This thing is jock full of fucking basics here. Uh, Samoa Joe. The, no, these are a little... He slammed these in here, but it's okay. Uh, Samoa Joe, 92 basic. Uh, another Jeff Hardy, 92 basic. TJ, man, you shouldn't have, dude. Did you guys see the orange? Ca- the kid dressed as Orange Cassidy in the crowd at AEW? No. Oh, my God. You missed everything. There's a kid like cosplaying as Orange Cassidy. It was amazing. He looked just like him. He was like a like a ten year old, eleven year old kid. Uh, Kevin Nash, Fabio, WrestleMania basic, which is nice. Jesus, man, TJ, you went all out, dude. Uh, a uh, Mandy Rose, uh, ninety two basic. Mandy, a Bailey ninety three basic. Whew. Man, is this good? Good li- listening or what? Uh, Trish Stratus, WrestleMania basic, great figure. A John Cena dad dad jeans basic. Oh, I got a feeling we're gonna get a lot of those donated. Those are those are popular at the five blows. And a Seth Rollins Kingslayer basic ninety two. Awesome, dude. That that was awesome of you. Thank you so much for donating so cool. all that. So cool. Thank you, TJ. Thank you for everything. Thank you for being a great listener. And uh, like I said, if you guys donate, we'll we'll read off what you what you uh, donate here on the show. Let's get to our our good buddy Skylar Doke Davis. 
Uh, I'm going to read off both of these guys' uh, Twitter handles in a second, so I want to give them props. Skylar sent us a uh, Roman Reigns Elite 65. Nice figure. Oh, a Macho Man Retro Fest. That's a good figure. Yeah, that's cool. Very patriotic. Oh, man. What's this? Uh, these extreme bendems. I've seen these at, like, alleys and stuff. These are Kids will probably like these things. you got Roman Reigns, Finn Balor, The Rock, and John Cena, little bendem figures. Yeah, kids love all the stuff that's like just ra- like the random stuff that we're like, what the hell is this? Like, ki- that's the stuff that like kids go crazy for. You oh, know, we think they love. Yeah. We think they're like, you know, we're like, oh my god, they're gonna love this elite. It's like the coolest elite ever. And then they want like, yeah, the little like bendums or like the the trash talkums or whatever those things are called, the tough talkers. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. uh, Eric from doing the favor sent me a couple little like uh, I don't know if they're little little pop funkos or little like. Like little figures of like one was Jerry Jerry Rice and one was Steve Young and like Nash has slept with them like three nights in a row like doesn't obviously doesn't yeah. know who the hell Jerry Rice is but I'm like okay it's like you know uh, for sure he sent a, t- a t- oh, speaking of kids tough talkers Roman Reigns you just you just talked hey nailed it wow how'd you know you got a camera over here I oh. just I, I have a little boy and I know I know what the kind of crap that he was into. He's got a uh, Transformers, a little Transformers toy here, and a Star Wars color your own star uh, color your own like I guess a little coloring Star Wars coloring book here. Oh, sweet! Yeah. And uh, what's this? It's just padding. Okay, there's one more box. He sent three different boxes here. Oh, this is my my favorite thing. I saw this earlier. The created WWE Superstar. I'm, I don't know how these didn't do well. Remember these where you can like make yeah. the, the arms and legs all came apart. They came with a bunch of accessories. Kids will love these. Uh, yeah. The head comes off. Uh, this is a Roman Reigns one, so that's pretty cool. He said a Kevin Owens retro, and a bunch of and a bunch of baseball cards. So, Skyler, thank you. TJ, thank you. I'll read off. It's just TJ McHugh on Twitter. I know that. Um, let me pull that up here. I just had it. Eh, bah, 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 bah. My house is going to be overrun with uh, wrestling figures by uh, Christmas Day. Uh, TJ is TJMCKEOUGH on Twitter. And uh, he's a great follow there. And our buddy Skyler is a great follow on Instagram. It's Skyler underscore Doke, D O A K underscore Davis. Uh, so give both of those guys a follow. They're they're awesome members of the Foley family, and we appreciate everything. And I'm, uh, I've talked to a lot of people. They have a lot of more stuff coming in. Uh, so yeah, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, man. I can't wait to have it. Like uh, hopefully we can videotape this and have a, a giant box of wrestling figures donated. Uh, we can you know drop them off in a, a giant huge like U-Haul or something. But uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty cool haul. I want to get into some of the news, Sheena. Of you, you said you weren't up on uh, anything from New York Comic Con. Uh, I saw some stuff, but I wasn't okay. I wasn't following it as closely as uh, SDCC. Um, this week has just been kind of crazy, and I, I was like following some stuff, getting tagged in a lot of stuff. But um, I, I know there was stuff that I missed along the way. So um, yeah, catch me up on um, you and Marco. I think you guys were following a lot closer than I was. All the all the uh, New York Comic Con reveals. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So we still we still are just getting out. I think the Elite Seventy One is the one that's on for pre order right now from uh, Ringside. Uh, so. Uh, we got Elite 76, so that's still five series away. Otis and Tucker uh, from Heavy Machinery, which look really cool. Uh, yeah, the, the pictures look really detailed. 
Uh, I'm liking that. And then Elite 78, R-Truth with the 24-7 title. I'm sure they want to get that out there as soon as possible. But that's, you know, seven series away. What When is that going to – I mean, how many do they – what do they do, six or seven series a year? So what's that we're looking at like this time next year? Yeah, and, you know, the thing about that is, I mean, people will buy it just because, like, you know, it's a new title. Like, you know, people, people pop for that kind of thing. Um, but, yeah, I feel like – it, they they should have gotten that out in a much more timely manner. You know what I mean? Like they they needed to pump that out while the twenty four seven title was still somewhat relevant. But you know, hey, what what can you do, right? I, I'm sure I'm sure it's a lot more difficult than I'm making it sound. Yeah, I mean they have yeah true, but they have I mean all these series they have nothing spoken for seventy five or seventy six or seventy seven. I don't know why it's waiting all the way till seventy eight, but we'll see. Uh, there is rumors now about Elite 72 and 73. 72 is going to be Rey Mysterio, Velveteen Dream, Batista, Roderick Strong, Becky Lynch, and Buddy Murphy. Those are the ones that are up for pre-order right now. That's 72. I thought it was 71. I'm sorry. Uh, 73 is going to be Dan O'Brien with that Eco title. They showed that mm-hmm. at uh, New York Comic Con. Uh, Triple H with his uh, gear from uh, WrestleMania entrance gear. Another Elias Elite, another Alistair Black Elite, a Grand Metalik Elite. Oh, that's tough to say. Metalik Elite. Metalik Elite. And he'll have the Chase figure, so he'll have two different versions of that. And Kyrie Sane, which will be, I'm sure, a cool looking figure, too. That's Elite 73. And Elite 74 is going to be Goldberg, kind of early uh, WWE debut Goldberg, you know, early 2000s. Another Finn Balor, another AJ Styles. Another Andrade Elite, uh, and then Natalia, which we've seen pictures of from uh, SDCC, yeah. and Lince Dorado. So we got got all the house party guys in there now. Uh, I'm not too stoked. I posted the pictures onto our Facebook group, and nobody seemed really overly excited about either of these series. Is there anybody that you're you hear their name and your ears perk up a little? I mean, a couple of the guys we've we've got. I mean, we have a ton of Finn Balor and AJ Styles elites. I don't know if anyone's going to get excited about those, but. Yeah, I mean, there was nobody that I was like. I mean, I, I'm super excited to get the Daniel Bryan and the Eco title. I mean, we have like a custom Eco title that we had someone make for us, but like, you know, I, I need a legit Mattel Mattel Eco title. Um, and I mean, you know, even as even as kind of like not not over the top as the uh, house party guys are. I mean, I feel like I need them in in my collection. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, I'm wondering when. I mean, we got so many pictures from San Diego Comic Con, uh, like the the China. When are we getting that? When are we getting Lacey Evans, a Rick Rude? Uh, I, know. I know. There's a Ronda Rousey somewhere coming out, but I, I got to think 73 and 74. Uh, do, do you think they get dropped in the next? I would assume before the holidays, before like Thanksgiving. I'm sure those two. Yeah. Are yeah, probably gonna get I, dropped on SDC or on uh, uh, ringside. Yeah, for sure. I think the, I think they'll drop in pre-order and all that stuff will go. I mean, because they got to drop a couple more before the end of the year. You know what I mean? We still have a couple months left, um, and it's like the the prime buying season. So I think they're definitely going to give us some some good stuff, and we may get some surprises. You know, you never know. Yeah, what uh, any other uh, wrestling figure news that we should talk about? Um, yeah, did you see um, where I posted in the group that Target is trying to revive um, uh, Toys R Us? I do, I did. I actually have their website pulled up right now, and uh, it just kind of redirects to Target, so there's nothing really for sale on there. But uh, so do they do they own Toys R Us? What is what's the connection? So so the um, the article states back in February, CBS learned that former Toys R Us executive um, they plan to relaunch Toys R Us. 
the original report was that they're bringing back the chain during the hol- th- during this year's holiday season um, with hopes of establishing a strong e-commerce presence and opening multiple 10,000 square foot stores. Um, now, as multiple outlets are revealing, Toys R Us is taking a major step in bringing back its former glory by teaming up with Target um, to help resurrect it resurrect its website so it's it's basically like they're partnering up with target um i guess just to like you know have more eyeballs right like people are shopping at target for i mean everything these days jesus i go to target like multiple times a week um and check their website multiple times a week so i think it's just a great way to get people back knowing that like oh hey toys r us like i remember toys r us you know um and kind of like reviving reviving the brand a little bit before they try to make any huge moves to bring it back like full time there's no way in hell they're they're having retail stores open before the holidays i mean it's already almost middle of october listen listen i mean think think about it logistically how are they going to build new stores within i mean they have to be open within a month no what's going to happen is all the spirit halloweens are going to clear out and and all because you know what they 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 put a lot of those spirit halloweens in the old empty shells of old toys r us's so then the Toys R Us is just going to move right back in, right? Um, I think it'll just be like like little pop-up shops. They're not going to be like fully operational Toys R Us's. Like they're going to have those wire rack shelves, like those little pop-up shelves and things like that. It's not going to be the Toys R Us's that we know and love. But I do think um, there will be some some locations available, you know? I sure hope so. I miss Toys R Us uh, with the, with the passion because they always had stuff on the shelves. They always had you know new stuff to look at, and it was mainly because it was specifically you know a store just for toys, so they could they could do that. But uh, you know we've just seen a lot of problems with the uh, the WalMarts and the Targets and having to hunt stuff down. It'd be nice to have another option to get wrestling figures at. So yeah, I'm all I'm all for it. I just don't know if it's going to happen, but that that does make sense because those stores are. I mean, most of the stores are empty. They were probably old, empty Toys R Uses that they just put into these spirit stores for two months a year, and they're yeah. em- they're empty the rest of the year after that. I mean, yeah, for sure. So I mean, it would be really super easy for them to to put them back in. And I don't know if that's what they'll do, but um, you know, that's what the article says, and everything you read on the internet is true. So yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, we can expect to see Toys R Us popping up all around the globe uh this holiday season um but is there any more figure news because i'm ready to move on to this random merch because i'm like seriously considering buying this random merch i'm gonna post it in the patreon group and see if anybody buys it Let's do it. um yeah because we have the um the lute uh lucha house party i saw party house um on this on this ebay listening and it made me think of lucha house party <laughs> so it's a listing for these um little lunch bags they're paper lunch bags by this company called party house and they are hulk hogan they appear to be from i mean they're from they're vintage definitely because they have the wwf logo so oh, this is 1991 so it's 25 like little party bags they're like little goodie bags but they say this lunch belongs to and there's like an actual little name plate where you can write your name um and i'm like i don't take my lunch anywhere but for some reason i feel like I need these little paper bags, you know, and I'm all about using reusable lunch bags and plates and spoons and all of that stuff. But like, these are just like, they kind of like hit me right in the nostalgia feels. Like I can imagine like being a little kid and having like these at your birthday party or like taking your lunch to school in these. Um, they're super, super freaking cute. Um, and I don't know how they've managed to stay in the package. Like if you, if these things could talk, like you just wonder like where the hell have these things been, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just amazed me. And Mike Lennon were talking about this before the show. It, it just amazed me that people these these are almost thirty years old. It's made, and someone's yeah. kept these these paper bags in the plastic somewhere, and now are deciding to sell them. Like what? Like you've held onto them this long? Like, I mean, yeah. it's, it's cool that you still have them, but why are you selling them now? And then also, like, it's just like I. I would never do this, but it would be awesome to have. I think Zack Ryder has a Hulk Hogan collection, but there's so much different Hulk Hogan stuff. Like you wouldn't even have to touch like the the wrestling figures. Like you could. There's so. I mean, he, oh, they have lunchboxes and shirts yeah. and wallets and toothbrushes and all kinds. Of, I mean, you could go broke. Watches buying, and shoes yeah, and I mean ev- everything. Insane. Yeah, Hulk Hogan was over as over could be, um, and he was on. I mean, he's like. The face of wrestling, like we said, if you don't know any other wrestler, like if you've never watched a day of wrestling in your life, you still know who Hulk Hogan is, you know. Um, but these are going for five ninety nine is the starting bid. There's five days left, um, and then they have five sixty six shipping. So yeah, pretty pretty affordable little piece of random merch here, and they're pretty cool. Like if your kid, you know, if you guys are having a wrestling party and you do little goodie treat bags for like all the the party attendees, like these would be super super cute. Not that kids would appreciate them. You probably appreciate them more than the little shits that are going to just like tear them up. <laughs> and, yeah, I, you would know. Not op- I would not open these. That would be criminal. To- but that's this a good is, price. This would be, yeah, this would be for an adult only party. <laughs> put, put little, um, those little miniatures of tequila and, um, you know, you vodka, vodka in there as party favors. But yeah, super, super cute. I'll post a picture of it on the Instagram and then I'll actually post the listing in the Patreon group. So if any of you guys want to snag these up before I like, you know, impulsively buy them one night at like midnight, like maybe tonight, <laughs> then, um, then I'll post them in there for you guys. But next we're going to talk about our freaking wrestling retro wrestling recommendation of the week. Um, sponsored by pro wrestling tees. You can find all your favorite Chick-fil-A merch over at pro wrestling tees. So go over there, support us, support the show and rock yourself a badass t-shirt. But since we've talked about uh, a lot of shitty finishes and like wonky finishes uh to matches and things like that we were talking about it in the in the patreon group you know somebody was like well i didn't hate the ending and we were talking about all the all the different matches over the years that had like crazy wonky endings um and how it's just so different now being in the internet era where you can like immediately sound off and you don't really have time to let things like digest but one that immediately came to mind is a wonky ending was Royal Rumble 1994. It was uh, Yokozuna versus The Undertaker in a casket match. Do you remember this match, Phil? Yes, I 100% cried after this match. <laughs> well, why did you cry? What, what, what was it that struck the emotion in you? I was a kid and I thought The Undertaker was dying. I mean, he was like, uh, you know, ascending to heaven or, you know, all the bad guys came out and helped, the, helped Yokozuna. Um, put Undertaker mm-hmm. in the casket and then he was gone for se- I mean he was gone till SummerSlam the next year or that same year yeah. so from January to like you know August or something he was he was off TV for you know what seemed like forever as a kid so yeah, yeah. so they they beat him up all like you said all the heels came out and beat him up put him in the casket closed it they were wheeling it out um lights went down um smoke started coming out of the casket uh, uh, the video package started playing on the on the Titan Tron and was like, you know, Undertaker giving this like farewell speech saying, you know, he's going go- he's going for now, but he'll be back, blah, blah, blah. Um, and then all of a sudden he the video package 
Undertaker starts to like rise up from the screen and then all of a sudden a real Undertaker <laughs> starts to fly over the arena um, and ascends to the heavens. So very, very strange, wonky ending to to a match. Definitely not something you would see in today's in today's WWE, but um, it's definitely memorable because it's, like you said, you you cried because you thought like, oh my God, this is really, Undertaker's really dying. Like this is the end, you know? Yeah, that was like, you know, that was prime time wrestling for me as like, uh, what was I 12? You know, that was, you know, yeah. I remember waking up Saturday mornings and my mom would make me breakfast and I'd watch WWE superstars, you know, every, every week. And that's all we had. I mean, this was like right before raw. I think raw had just started or maybe hadn't started yet, but, uh, yeah, this was a, this is a, you know, my prime wrestling watching age when I, uh, really, you know, developed the hunger for wrestling. So, uh, not, not the best match, but definitely, uh, you know, it definitely kinda, memorable and yeah, wonky. For sure. Yeah. It finish it fits in it fits in well with the uh, the finish we saw a couple nights ago. Um for sure. It also was um, you know, if you're looking for something a little more um, you know, on par with just like regular wrestling, this was when Bret Hart and uh, Lex Luger like co won the Royal Rumble. Um, so that that also happened oh, at the right, yeah. At the at the same event. So, you know, if you're watching that card, that's definitely an interesting ending to a match as well. So Love it. Nice. Good call. Uh, I did want to let you know that I just had a beer, uh, not to make you jealous, but uh, a, a local brewery around here is making a, a cream ale that has uh, apple cider, cinnamon, vanilla beans, and allspice. And it's basically like the, the oh ultimate. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's by Dogfish Head. It's in, uh, I think it's, they're in uh, Delaware. But, uh, yeah, it's called Suddenly Comfy. It's like the perfect like I'm a little tired of like the pumpkin beers, but this is uh, this is one of the first fo- podcasts we've done that I haven't had a, a, si- a single sip of alcohol. But uh, I'm thinking about drinking one of these before I go to bed because it's uh, oh my it's like god, that sounds fall, so good. It's like fall in a bottle. It's just delicious. <sighs> yeah, that sounds that's like right up my alley. Like it sounds so freaking good, um, especially save, right now with like the fall. Yeah, save me one. I already told Marco because Broken School IPA is coming to. Uh, I think they were doing a release in like Boston, and I was like, dude, if you oh, see these dude, in Marco, your, by case, if you bro. if you see these in your area, you have to get them because we we got some from the brewery when we went to El Segundo, um, and they were so good. And we obviously we had them on tap there too, but we brought so we brought several back to Hawaii, and then it's I mean it's like sold out everywhere all the time and so we haven't we've never been able to get any because we could never get them shipped to hawaii so i'm like dude i want to be cra- i want to be cracking open broken skull ipas like as soon like in the hospital whenever uh <laughs> you know whenever the the new baby face is born like that's how we're going to celebrate like crashing beers together you know oh that would be awesome like as soon as as soon as you're like <laughs> as soon as you like walk out the doors of the of the of the hospital i'm sure yeah we're gonna have us a freaking beer bash Child Protective Services would love that. <laughs> yeah, just have beer a beer all over bash, the kids. Have a beer bash and then get into a car with your brand new infant. Yeah, Ooh. that's that's a recipe for that. That's a Jeff Hardy move right there. Oh, oh wait, did I say that? <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> Marco, mm-hmm. yeah, grab us some of those uh those Stone Cold beers if you see them up there, man. PayPal ready. Uh, I have I have seen them. They are around and um Oh, really? I'm, I'm I'm looking into it. I know it's a it's a touchy subject uh, dealing with that type of stuff, but um I'm actually looking into it. Are they uh are they bottles or cans? I think we lost him again. I think we lost him again. Man, it's been a spooky night here. 
This um, has been, yeah, this has been a strange, a strange night. Strange oh, no, they're the, yeah, they're the cans. Oh, awesome. The cans. Yeah. So if you're, if you're still with us at this point, like we love you, we appreciate you. Thanks for listening and supporting this spooky show of ours. Uh, check us out on social media. It's at Chick Foley on Instagram to follow Sheena. The show is at Chick Foley Show on Twitter, and I am I hate JJ Reddick on Twitter. And our good buddy Marco is Inglorious Gent on Twitter as well. All of all good follows for different reasons. Uh, we all love to talk wrestling figures for sure. And uh, if you need to send us an email, if you want to sponsor the show, if you just want to tell us how great we are, it's Ask chick foley at gmail.com uh you can find our shirts on prowrestlingtees.com we will have a new design uh coming up hopefully before the holidays i have the idea in mind every time i go to pay extra cooler for the design to get it all started i start buying more wrestling figures and yeah. uh, my paypal dwindles down to nothing so uh we will get, we'll get we'll get on that very soon don't worry i have uh, something cool in, in mind for that but uh, anything we missed marco you said something about the the glo- uh, the gorilla monsoon figure that we didn't talk about for some reason, which I, I feel bad about because it looks awesome. Yeah, it does yeah, look- it's gonna be a uh, Walmart exclusive, um, along with the seventy-two, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they and then they a rumored Freddie Blassie down the line as well as a um, an exclusive. So yeah, watch out for those. That one's seven. That one's coming out. The Freddie Blassie is seventy-eight, so we still have a way. That's what they are. Truth, but. Uh, Wow. Yeah, 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 we'll see. Uh yeah, it was uh it was an interesting week of wrestling and uh I'm I'm excited for fall to be here. We have I think our our anniversary show, Sheena, is like in the next couple weeks or one October year October nineteenth was the um was the inaugural Chick Foley show our, our episode number one i actually saw it in my memories like not too long ago i was going back and like i was like oh my god like this was the first night i posted about the chick Foley show so yeah our one-year anniversary is october 19th so we'll be filming or filming we'll be recording our one-year episode i guess i guess it depends on whether you want to consider it the before or the after it'll be either that 15th or the 22nd but um yeah happy one-year anniversary to us yeah i can't i can't believe it that year has really flown by man i was like I was thinking about like we must have started before Halloween because we definitely had like a special Halloween episode. So yeah, that's uh, uh-huh. that works out great, man. It's been a, it's been a fun year. We'll have a cool uh, recap show or something lined up in the next. We'll probably do that on the twenty second. For sure. <coughs> uh, if I don't die of this cough soon, I still have these allergies. Uh, <laughs> it, subscribe to us, please, on iTunes and leave us a nice five star review. We appreciate that. Again, the Patreon page is patreon.com slash Chick Foley Show. Uh, we will be doing those Wednesday uh, or those Thursday morning recaps of the AEW Dynamite and NXT shows. So that's one of the perks there. And also being able to uh, get in on our giveaways. And when we sell figures, when we find figures out in the wild, you'll be one of the first to hear about it. Uh, so a lot of cool stuff going on there on our Facebook page. Uh, anything else, guys, before we get out of here? Nah, man. Good night, <laughs> Good night, Marks. Hope you get a nice night of rest. I hope your kids sleep well, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Yep. If anything you don't like about wrestling this week, just tweet about it, and that'll fix all the problems. <laughs> That's right. true. From Marco and Sheena, this is the Hot Take Kid. We appreciate you guys listening, and stay classy, Marks. We'll talk to you next week.